You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, it's fantastic to be here. Uh, we're, we're we're joining our, our, our traditional listeners from the quantum realm, uh, sort of a pseudo-scientific space that has no real laws or, 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 or repeatable concepts, just sort of a, just sort of an improv free-for-all of, mm-hmm. of, of, of visual sights and physics, just whatever the situation is. What I'd like to, to refer to it as, they condensed the prequels into one movie. <laughs> oh, I'm excited, Pose. We haven't done a movie in a bit, and it's always good to come back to the Marvel well, which is, hold on, I'm looking down here right now, it's looking kind of, uh dirty and murky in this well. Yeah, a deer <laughs> fell in. <laughs> this used to be a fresh well full of great content, but now there's no It's variety. the well from 300 where they just keep, keep kicking people into it. Yeah, what's that well for? It's just got bodies in it, doesn't I it? think it's to give people serious illnesses. Well, uh, thankfully, if I wanted to know, uh, you know, right now my mind is pondering... Was there truly a well full of corpses uh, of people that were anno- that, that, that annoyed Leonidas in Sparta? And I can only think of one person who might know an answer to that question, and that is history expert and movie watcher, my <laughs> wife Sarah. <laughs> Hi. It's a, it's a unique title that she has. Is, well, like she can't even be like movie critic <laughs> or movie aficionado, movie watcher. Movie watcher. Hey, that's me too. And opinion haver. An opinion haver. <laughs> um, but it is not me who is mm-hmm. on the podcast with you today. Right. It is actually Wesley's opinion I will be translating yeah. from dog. <laughs> Our dog scared of fireworks that you can hear quietly chewing on a bone in the background. An audio medium that everyone enjoys. <laughs> he has lots of thoughts. Don't worry, I turned on a small fan because it's hot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if you hear a, a low-pitched whine, it's his dog doing it for the whole two hours, not my fan. Uh, but I brought Sarah along because Sarah here has um, has achieved an incredible record. Uh, she may be the only person, um, perhaps in the country, who's seen Ant-Man Quantumania twice. <laughs> of I her own volition. I certainly didn't think the editors watched it twice. <laughs> Probably oh, not. we kid, we Probably kid. not. <laughs> it, um, it just but shows what I, a hero I is. will speak to the movie in that it didn't make me hate myself to watch it twice that is that is but, uh, worthy of applause yeah but i think it was because i forgot a lot of and it. this is coming from a man who saw avatar the original avatar three times in the theater why uh once because it was a big deal and people were talking about it and then a second time because a friend from japan had come in for a holiday and wanted to see it because it i don't know if it wasn't out there or something um, and so we went and saw it again. She fell asleep after 20 minutes. Are you sure she didn't think it was just Avatar The Last Airbender in theaters? <laughs> she might have. And then, then within like a week of that, I went home for Christmas and my parents were like, guess what? We got tickets. <laughs> I was like, please, no. You didn't you mention to any of them that uh, it's... I mean... It's a real I would, version of your... I know sister. you You love this story, Ben. <laughs> yeah. But... No one sees Avatar three times without wanting to see Avatar <laughs> three times. Dare you? You How could have told your Japanese dare friend. Dare you? Just because I grew my hair out that one year and tried to intertwine it with yours, you dare accuse me of being a secret Navi Navi and, and, and 
Yeah, what is, you, what are the, did, did you not what's like... What's the plural uh, of Navi? Is it just Navi? I think it's just Navi. <laughs> is it like duck? Yeah. Um, no, there's a... Ducks is the plural to duck. Oh, I ducks mean, is the plural to, I meant bird. <laughs> here are the top four releases right around Christmas that you could have gone to see oh, God, instead of Avatar <laughs> the is, third this time. This is insanely quick Googling. <laughs> this is not why I brought you on the podcast. Number one. Okay. Little Fockers. <laughs> okay, you know what? <laughs> okay, see? I'm vindicated. I'm vindication. <laughs> Number two. True Grit. I don't even... That oh, wait, that's freaking movie. Actually, for an Oscar. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Three, Tron Legacy. Okay, well now I'm doing really great. <laughs> wow, what a big, big, big year for uh, Christmas for uh, Bridges. And number four, The Chronicles of Narnia: The Voyage of the Dawn Treader. So, was the theme of this year's like top movies just wet dog shit? Was that what we were going for? <laughs> it was just remakes and no offense to True Grit, which I think was good. I, uh, yeah, I think. I think Ben Stiller was in all four movies, right? Yeah. Ben Stiller, <laughs> ben Stiller played the, the girl in True Grit, actually. Uh, if Ben Stiller Unpopular was just, choice. If Ben Stiller was, like, roughly painted blue, you know, like he was, like, a kid for, for like, Halloween, like, just, like, rough blue paint on his face, and in some scenes of Avatar, that movie would have been if, if he had been just Zoolander, but blue in <laughs> Avatar, I wouldn't have hated the movie quite as much. Pogues, I, I'm going to have to go after this low-hanging fruit just because you lift it right here. B- uh, Blue Lander. i um, just going to go ahead and... Boom. That Guys, hire us. Go for that. <laughs> I don't know well, who exactly I'm speaking to, but Hollywood is a, is a... I mean, I would believe it that Ben Siller could be an Avatar because yeah. Zoe Saldana was in apparently fact, you, in it. You, you, yeah, yeah. I had no idea that She's she was... She's like the main Navi. All you have to do is talk. You don't even have to be painted blue. You have you to, have they, to... They, they put on the mocap dots, though. Yeah. So it's almost worse in a way. It's like being in Garfield. Uh, yeah, I suppose so. <laughs> that's, why would you name um, something that's equally as bad? <laughs> also, anyway, anyway, thank you all for joining. Speaking uh, of Garfield, I was trying. I was saying I the thing about Zoe Saldana to Speaking segue us back to Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- thanks for joining us here on Lights, Camera, and Action, which is our James Cameron podcast. We're talking uh... about James Cameron. <laughs> But no, I'm going to use my other segue. Um, speaking of ba- the bad CGI of Garfield, <laughs> let's talk about the bad CGI of this movie. Because Marvel woof. needs to just quit making movies where 90% of it is CGI, and then it wouldn't matter that they force people to do the CGI in six months. Like, here's an idea. <laughs> Film on a set. You can build It is stuff. frustrating. It's not that hard. Because I was talking about this to Sarah right before we came down. Like, what, it, what this movie reminded me of conceptually is, like, Thor Ragnarok. Which took place entirely in alien locations, you know, whether it's uh, Val- Val- Valhalla or in like whatever they would call the cosmic fucking place he was in. What was it called in in, in Thor Ragnarok, where he ends up being tossed to, where Jeff Goldblum is king? Um, I, don't know. I don't know. Whatever that place uh, is called. Yeah, uh, but it, it's very called. similar in that like that place is just full of like crazy creatures and you know ridiculous you know non terrestrial uh buildings and spaceships and everything but you don't really get lost in the fact that everything is fake and and generated and stuff you know something felt okay about it that was back when they gave special effects teams the amount of time it takes to do special effects that's the problem is that mechanically conceptually the world that we're presented with in this movie is really interesting 
um, in a lot of ways. But it, it's overly dark. Oh my god! It is... They gotta quit film. Like, I'm sorry, film directors. No one, everyone watches your movies streaming now. Like, they're watching them at their house. That's where most movies are being seen. I'm sorry. I love theaters, but, like, quit making movies that only look good when you're in a pitch black room and a gigantic light is projecting your film. Like, I'm, at one point, I thought I was watching this, as you can tell how much I'm a real cinemaphile. I was watching on my phone, and I thought my, I thought my phone shut off. Scorsese just winced somewhere. Well, so no, he sad. didn't, because it was a superhero movie, and he thought it was fine that I treated it like garbage. As someone who unfortunately saw this in the theater, <laughs> not I can, I can say it was better looking in the theater from what I remember. Mm-hmm. Again, I didn't like write about it in my diary or something. <laughs> really, this wasn't the top entry. <laughs> but I remember not hating how it looked as much and when i just watched it like an hour ago wasn't that amazing i did see you you know in your diary though doodling sarah rudd over and over again like in different fonts well that's Uh, when i when i divorce michael sarah he's my follow-up i'll be honest that's what was in my diary tonight was was pogues rudd because he's just a handsome man so handsome so so handsome. Um, I, I do think that the, there's a, there's a, um, a trouble that I, I saw this and thus invalidated the entire reason for having this episode of this podcast. But somewhere I saw a review that started off with, <laughs> Marvel knows movies are a visual medium, right? <laughs> it is like, what's insane is like they keep shrinking the, the, the time they're allowed to spend on making the special effects, but they keep making movies where more of it requires, it's like, right. you can't, grow one and shrink the other like this unless i guess you know the inverse but because i can't help but think about like let's say the original avengers which you know if you looked at behind the scenes footage like say when they're fighting all the aliens coming out of the sky like the the major set pieces they're standing on like big pieces of broken highway yeah they yeah they made like a highway over yeah and there's like full rubble and it flipped over cars and stuff and then it's just the surrounding block and, like, background sky that's being brought in. And that's a lot of, like, Infinity M- and, and Infinity War and Endgame. Like, all the places where they have those big fight sequences, those are all, like, pretty decent-sized sets. And then, of course, no, the finale have is you ever actually like seen this. things from Endgame? Um, it's it's yeah. literally, like, two pieces of rock, and they're just on, like, piles of green foam. They bought, like, an air like an airplane hangar and then just coated all the walls in green stuff so they could film from any angle. It's, it's absurd. That was like the start, but they spent money on that movie. So it worked. And then they were like, cool, we don't have to have sets anymore. Not, yeah, not actually, how it works, guys. Not I, it works. I, in fact, I see what you're referring to, yeah. Yeah, like there's <laughs> a that... shot of them all standing there, and you're like, oh, this is gross. Yeah, it, it's, just, it's just everyone just standing in a big foam room. Uh, yeah, I do see what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's definitely changed over the years. Um, and, like, 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 there's still some mechanical sets. And maybe there were for Ant-Man. I don't know. But it didn't feel like it at no, all. No, I can't imagine there was... Other than, like, so, their house. Like, when they were in scenes, the real world, those were real sets. But. Yeah. I- I- indoor scenes, when they were in the Quantumania universe, were better. Um, but there's... Especially when they were out in, like, kind of a deserty region early on in the movie. I mean... One phrase kept jumping into my brain, which was Spy Kids. This just looks like a Spy Kids movie, which is notorious for having very bad, cheesy graphics with people standing in front of green screens. That's all I could feel watching this movie at times. Different times, I forgot about it. Um, the big finale, when it's like uh, giant Ant-Man like kicking down buildings kaiju style, that felt 
Yeah, that you could you can definitely tell better. in like most Marvel movies now where they were told by like the director focus on X and then you could see the part where they were like uh, whatever and then like you're just like oh yeah 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 this scene definitely was where they were told I don't care just make everything soft in the background. And if there is a folder called whatever, we know one character that was specifically dragged into that, dragged and dropped into that folder. Um, talking about Modoc, but we'll get to him. Uh, so <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk about this I movie. I love and hate Modoc. I know. I have. I have so many things to say. Um, for a more uh, 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 linear standpoint, because the opening is, I mean, classic. Paul Ruddian, Aunt Mannion irreverence. Yeah, yeah the, the the funny jokes of him walking around, doing uh, his own voiceover, callbacking Baskin Robbins, which not sure about that. Um, well, but I did the guy who got the ad money from back Baskin Robbins yeah. sure was. I did enjoy a lot about it, which was that you know people like being excited to see him, people forgetting which superhero he was. Um, People just wanting know, them to be in pictures with their dog for some reason. With their dogs was pretty. It was pretty hilarious. Yeah, I I, I liked a lot of the the sequencing in that, especially when it's revealed that he's just like narrating from his like crummy book, which was I found entertaining because his like the book is cheesy as shit, as most of these like celebrity written books about their lives are. Um, Ghost written by someone, and they're just super goofy. Uh, but the sequence of him in the bookstore, like reading it and like the pose on the cover that stuff was killing me yeah was that was super... really great i thought that, <laughs> that was, was... And sarah, so... sarah you related it to the yeah um... the steve jobs, steve jobs book. book um <laughs> i can't remember the title very famously had him posing with yeah. like a, a, a little like a like, hand it's pose, a slightly you know? different pose where he has he's got the classic hand or the under mm-hmm. the chin situation a little different than the side like spider fingers spider fingers that's a great <laughs> way to describe them <laughs> But I don't know. Is there is there another book that you can think of that has like a more similar pose? He has the same like. No, I, of, I think you might be right because isn't he wearing like, like TED a black Talk outfit? Too? Yeah, I think he might be. Yeah, the the outfit of right. all TED Talkers. Yeah. I like too that he's doing the book reading and everyone there is a child. There was like yeah. one adult. Like nobody else cares about his book. Uh. It was a perfect like satire of those uh, of those like like cash grab uh celebrity books and 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 the movie that part i was like all right this it definitely is, felt right <laughs> this is funny i'm enjoying mm-hmm. this this is gonna be and then they introduced grown-up cassie oh. and i was like oh so you guys just like typed in how to include a person's daughter in a movie because it was like all of the most trite cliche shit oh she's she's in jail she's a super genius she blames you for not being around during the blip, which really feels like a fucked up thing to be mad at somebody about. He was technically dead, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, I mean, like, she just assumed that he had been killed by Thanos. Seems like an odd thing to hold a grudge about towards the person. I mean, to be fair, what I got from that was not that she was mad that he wasn't around during the blip, but that he didn't continue saving the world over and over and over and over and over and over again after... Yeah, he undid the blood. Which, and that well, was helped. something else that was confusing, because, one, she's like, you don't do anything anymore. I'm like, isn't it, like, two years after Than- like they, they Endgame? Like, it's not that long after Endgame, but also, in like, the go opening... go to therapy, Jesus Christ. Yeah, also, during the opening, he talks about how Hope is doing, like, all this stuff to end world hunger, and I was like, wait, 
Aren't they? Like, I mean, isn't he kind of? I'm sure he's doing something, maybe. I don't know. But it just seemed odd. Like, you set up that they were still, like, a humanitarian group, and it just was sort of odd. It just felt very, like, cut and paste from a thing. You know what I mean? Like, him getting here at the police station and then being like, oh my god, you have a suit? And it's just like, oh, come on. And then her being, like, a super genius, which is fine, but it just felt like... I don't know. It just seemed like they were trying so hard to shoehorn in stuff. I, I will say, I, I was worried about Cassie to begin with. I did like her as the movie went on, especially because like, she struggled with some of the basic moves of being an Ant-Man. Yeah, like that the, was that was the better part. The, the tap and punch and all that kind of stuff. I like that it wasn't just, I, I do hate when movies just give you three full movies of your favorite protagonist learning how to do something, and then they introduce a new one, and they just get it right away. I find that always a little bit frustrating. And, and like, I did like when the, she went to do the thing, and the lady was like, she, "Like she broke that lady out of prison." She's like, "Do you have a plan?" She was like, "My plan was kind of hoping you had a plan." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then she's like, "Oh, cool, you've got one." Which I thought that part was when I started liking her more. The intro to me though just felt like so cheesy Hollywood. It, yeah, it, th- there is a trope problem in the first act. Oh, big and time. The, the worst one is uh, so she makes a device that can send a signal down to. Uh, the quantum realm, which turns out to notify somebody, uh, it's Kang, uh, and they get sucked into the Quantumverse. We find out that the Quantumverse has, like, a billion people in it, and uh, Janet met Kang and had, like, a whole life down there and never mentioned that there was people living down there. (laughs) Like, it's been years since she's been out. And she never brought that up? Like, even in passing, they're like, hey, there's people who live in the quantum realm. I get, like, not telling them about Kang, but, like, she never told them anything? Well, not to defend her in any way whatsoever, because that's kind of dumb in my opinion as well. But just kind of going back to, like, how much time has passed since the end of... Like, the snap. Like, they undid the snap. Yeah, it's hard to tell. My guess is that it's only been, like, two or three years. But they don't really, like, there's, like, I don't know if there's an actual timeline. So it is hard. Like, you're like, is this six months after the snap got undone? Or is this after all those other movies? I honestly don't remember when she came back from the Quantum Realm. And how much time was between, like, how much time happened between when she came back and the snap because it how many years was it at, like it was it's five years five for years for the snap but she right? okay. she and pim were dead and so was jan or hope so they yeah really, but i think yeah it to me though the but thing I mean, that was odd was that even once they got down there she was like we have to keep moving and they're like what's going on she's like there's no time to tell you it's like you're just walking there's there's this is literally the time where it's time to tell you you're just going somewhere but I guess you are right. It could be that they had only been around for like a year or so together since post-snap. And Infinity War takes place canonically in 2018. And okay. then is Endgame takes place in 2023 canonically. Um, and then oh. Ant-Man takes so place in the, 2023. Um, and then Quantumania... I'm not sure. But 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 um, I was looking at some. Sorry, I was I was 
I was looking at my own thing and didn't pay attention. How many years well, before five, the snap did she come back? When the snap happens, five years elapses, mm-hmm. and then they all come back. It's unclear, like, too, how long she's back before they get yeah, snapped out of existence. The snap. But it's probably like a month, two months, at, at the uh, minimum. Okay. And this Cassie, and it might just be the casting, she looks older. Yeah, because they didn't recast the same girl. So she's probably like aged, I don't know, three or four years. So that's probably a oh, good she bet. looks like she's like twenty five, and she should really be yeah, like, no, for sure. She should actually be like thirteen or fourteen. But that's because she's the like nine. She's nine in Ant Man two, yeah, or ten maybe. So she should be like fifteen. But this girl looks like she is in college. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Well, <laughs> she's I mean, definitely... I think Marvel works on CW rules where <laughs> oh, they yeah. like cast like thirty year olds. CW for... rules made sense right away. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's like very '90s, like when 90210, and you realize like all those actors yeah. were like 27 years old, and they were supposed to be in high school. Oh fuck me! Yeah, um, like it's this is some real Dawson's Creek shit happening. Yeah, exactly. It's like a 40 year old man, like, oh man, it's so cool. I'm gonna skateboard. Something I didn't mention, folks, that that did stand out to me when you were describing uh, what you didn't like about Cassie's like dismissal of Scott uh, as he like. Settled into not doing dangerous world-saving activities uh, following Endgame, is that um, if you compare like her reaction to um, the Hawkeye series, and like his like Hawkeye's daughter reaction to what is what she what, what the show po- like positions as like a military veteran, like he's got PTSD. His ears are always ringing because he's been around so many explosions. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's lost his, his hearing. His knee hurts. He's been kind of like a different, depressed person from like losing like people that he cared about, like 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 Black Widow. Like the treatment of him is that like he's been through more than a person typically does go through, and like he's suffering for it. But like in this one, they're like, quit. Quit resting on your laurels and start yeah. doing more things that yeah, are dangerous. It is, it is funny that, like, in uh, Hawkeye, like, his kids are genuinely concerned about him as a person. <laughs> yeah. Like, Dad, are you sure you should still be doing this? We're worried. We miss you. We want to be around you. And this girl's like, why don't you go away and save the world again? <laughs> and it, also, though, it's, it's confusing because the way these movies work, is there anything for him to have done? Because, like, they're all self-contained. They never call anyone, so... Is he really well, resting on his laurels? I don't know. <laughs> you know what I again, mean? Again, I... to play a little devil's advocate here, I think if I'm remembering correctly, Hawkeye's, all of his children and his wife were snapped, right? Yes, So he were. was like, so they he have went. no concept of like, they weren't around. Well, he abandoned them for most of their like young lives yeah. by being in the Avengers. Touche. So. Um, but yeah, so I don't, I don't I don't know. Maybe it is just a, more of an inch. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. Probably, like, there's. Kicking, but I'm not. I'm it. not sure where I'm going here. <laughs> but I'm, like, yeah. I mean, that, the like, genre. Yeah. I mean, the Hawkeye series clearly wanted to do that. Um, in, in its in its tone, and the and the Ant Man movies are designed to be like laugh off comedies in a lot of ways. So yeah, it'd be weird for them to have gone hyper serious with it. But it is just a funny comparison when you put the one side by side. Mm-hmm. Um. That said, uh, Sarah made a comment in the rewatch, which was like, uh, she was like finishing some dishes when I was starting this, and she came back in and was like, yeah, they go fast, huh? Because it is like, within, I think, um, yeah, I got it up right here, within 12 minutes of the, of uh, if you include the Marvel logo, 
they are sucked into the quantum realm. Oh, yeah. It is they, fast. They must have listened to our podcast and decided they could not <laughs> hang around for 30 minutes of setup. Get them in yeah. that quantum realm. Uh, and and the, movie's, the movie's so called Quantumania. We yeah, need I, Quantumania on screen. The the Quantumania is... It's not really mania. It's, it's just there. I don't know. It's like just... whole chunks of the first act that could be cut out and nothing would change in the movie. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the beginning is is just like discovery, um, which is it's sort of an awkward setup because initially when they land in the quantum realm, you get kind of like uh, land of the lost vibes, you know? Oh, it's yeah. all different down here. There's creatures and critters it's and sort people. Of reminded me of uh, like Dormammu's domain in the first Doctor Strange, like where it's just like all neon I got shit. Lots of vibes, like Land of the Lost. Yeah. Yeah, Star uh, Wars. Pain, certainly like, Star Wars when people start showing yeah. up. Yeah, Dune when they like go and get like yep. the crazy flying creature. I wonder if that was on purpose or if they were just stealing shit. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think but, you know the answer, Sarah. <laughs> but the thing with me is that when they get there and there is this sort of like, oh, we're going to enter into this sort of like, you know, King Kong Island, Land of the Lost. We don't know what's here. It's like if you wrote one of those movies, the sort of like we don't know our like where we are, everything's different and strange and interesting. Except one character says, I know everything, I've been here before. Let but me I just won't show you tell around. you anything about it. Yeah. It's I'll let really you strange. still have to discover everything, which seemed weird. And there ends up not really being any like sequences where they're other than uh he fights that weird like glowing sun orb. Um, yeah, which was meh. for for a half second and uh uh and after that, like, all of that sort of strange world stuff is chucked in the bin, and we end up in, like, a civilized society, which, again, uh, Janet is not telling us anything about. Yeah, it like, all the different levels of... it, it The way I thought about it made more sense to me than... The rules that I put on it made more sense to me, because it seems like they're all in the same level of quant the quantum realm but when i first saw it i was thinking like oh they went like too deep and they're in like a completely different area of it but they never seem to have to go yeah i i thought the deeper or further out in they're all just like in the same quantum plane somehow which was yeah I, i thought the same thing when i was first watching i was like oh scott and his daughter are in a different realm where like they haven't advanced as far as like where these people are. So there's like, you know, like the deeper you go in quantum because of time dilation, the more advanced the society becomes. But then no, it turned out they were just like two blocks over. <laughs> it was very confusing. Cause you're like, Oh, that would have been more fun. Actually. So like, where did these what, people come from? Isn't there like a episode of Rick and Morty kind of like this, where like they get smaller and smaller and smaller. And there's like, even more like, no, different societies. I think, I think you're thinking of the, te- the, yeah, you're thinking of the TV-verse, really. which, is, which is very applicable here. Yeah. yeah. Which would have been Just... way better had they done a TV-verse. No, I kind of, I kind of, actually, I hadn't even thought about that, but that, that, sa- that sounded like a really cool idea because we established in the other movies that the quantum realm has sort of like exits that can take you not just to different places, but different time. Well, so yeah, it would be interesting to us, have been... The, they like, even tell uh, us that the ants... Uh, went through a time dilation and they lived a thousand years in one day. 
So yeah, it's like, wait, so there are time dilations, so why wouldn't you have had it be that, like, this area... But then how do the ants get to where they are? Like, they never they, Apparently the time it. dilation is just like a bubble in the air. <laughs> I, and then you, I was very just, confused. But you just land where you were. No, it is It is deeply confusing, and it, it is... It is not very hard sci-fi-y uh, for a movie that is full of dimensional travel and... And time travel. Oh no, this which is are like usually the hardest definition of science. It is the they 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 have the idea that if ants were to live for a thousand years, they would become super smart. That's not how like evolution or <laughs> like <laughs> brains work. Ants' brains are not very big. Like, and ants have been around for a thousand years. Also, and they have not gotten any smarter. It would be that if you lived for a hundred years and generations of ants went by adapting to the climate and circumstances to develop tendencies that improve their survival rate. That's evolution. Mm -hmm. If you fall through a portal and your brain experiences a thousand years, you'll just go just, insane. You'll just go insane. Also, <laughs> you'll get the, smarter. The ants aren't actually smart, I don't think. Sure. But they built like, Aren't they wearing guns. like a weird yeah, like, like, helmet really thing? That they never explain what those ants I, are doing. I, again, like maybe they're supposed I have to be not, super smart ants. I've not gone back and rewatched the original Ant Man in any capacity, anytime recently, at least. Um, Paul Red. But I know <laughs> that you see the ants that comes with the Pym guy yeah. has like the crazy helmets thing. Yeah, he's, on. Uh, he's like he's fitted them with some kind of receiver. Yeah, so yeah. I feel like there's like some sort of artificial like. Like intelligence thing have happening, this, like enhancements. Have the screenwriters paid you to fill in? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think it that's does, what they're trying like to you're imply. If they thought into this, then they did. they did. Well, I'm trying to make it make no, no, sense. No, sure. it, I know. It, 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 I am an aficionado of books and stories, and I deal I, with this kind of concept. I yeah. like to. I like things to make sense. We and all sometimes do, Sarah, and I maybe take a leap too far. Unfortunately, we watched a third generation, a uh, fourth, fourth, uh, whatever, fourth series uh, yeah. Marvel movie. I uh, think the problem is, Sarah, is you care about stories. The people who wrote this do not. <laughs> they so care I, about dollars falling from the sky. I had a question that came up ex excessively, uh, a little bit at first, and then a lot during the finale when Scott goes like super kaiju big. <laughs> Which is that, you know, we learned from the other movies that the quantum realm is a, a space that exists, like, between the atoms of, like, our existence that you can get to by going so exceedingly small that you, yeah, like, slip between sub -atomic. them. And there is, like, a galaxy, like, amongst this sort of, like, cosmic microspace. Which is a cool concept. Love it. And it's established that you get there by getting very, very small. Like, this happens And you get in, stuck there. The first one, because yes. because Janet had disappeared into the quantum realm from being going too small, and Scott nearly does, but he's able to like he has a regulator now that he's able to sort of utilize and get back. Mm -hmm. um, so when they are travel to the quantum realm, essentially, they've just gotten very very small, right? That's what it means to yeah. come to this realm. So if Scott were to get slightly bigger in the quantum realm, is it really that hard? That's that's the other thing that is weird right? though is is not only should it not really be hard, but then they've also set up in all the other movies that he can't do that for very long. 
but he can only be sure. really big for a short period of time. But it is weird. They act like he's gotten bigger, but it's like, no, he's so, still really right. small. Scott he has his... just got his... exponentially bigger than his tiny, like, body. I, I, I don't get it. Because yeah. Scott at his normal, the way the three of us currently are at our normal sizes, are existing at our normal calorie consumption, energy consumption, energy, whatever. And then when he goes big from that it makes sense that now that he's like 10 times 15 times his size he now is like it's exhausting it's tiring it's dangerous to get that big you know there's also stress in the body uh calorie you know consumption is massively quick that all makes sense uh, why you couldn't do it for very long and then it gets small he can do for a lot longer because of you know it's the reverse kind of challenge but in this he's like 400 times smaller and when he gets big he's just 398 times smaller. You know what I mean? Like, he's just... He's not really growing that big. It seems like he should do that with ease at this point. It's, I, I don't understand the science behind it, and they don't try to understand it either. So, again, I wasn't really paying attention during this movie. I was kind of just in the room <laughs> the right reading watch it. Yeah. a book while this was all happening and <laughs> looking up on occasion. I'd already watched it. Yeah. Come on. Um, yeah. Did they... Did he get hungry like in the original movie they mentioned, it, yeah. they mentioned that he wants uh like a lemon slice or sour lime or and something and cassie cassie like passes out for a minute well from i mean the do exertion. you really want a lemon or a lime slice when you're hungry yeah isn't that why they give uh i guess it's orange slices i think it's supposed to be something like when you exercise know, a lot these... look i don't get the whole thing uh, the other thing <laughs> is weird is in the in civil war he says i can do this but not for very long and he right. becomes giant, and then when it's done, he passes out and just falls over. And then goes back to his normal size, and he's unconscious. Do and you then... want to know what I think? Why they did that? Why? Too because all the, du- all the dummies out there... Um, no, in this movie. All the oh. dummies out there would remember when he got big in the other movies that he got tired and hungry. And it wouldn't make sense if it didn't happen in this movie. Forgetting that he should be very tiny. I think Marvel is hedging on people who watch their movies to be dumber than the average person. That's just my opinion. Possibly. Uh, I know they're not hedging on thinking that people are actually watching. <laughs> I mean, this movie did all right, didn't it? Uh, I don't know, did it? It got horrible reviews. Yeah. It, it, it got like 48 me- on Metacritic. It got mediocre reviews, but it pulled... Box office four hundred and seventy six mil off a two hundred mil budget, oh. so it it did enough for them to what, be happy. What about I worldwide? Uh, that wasn't worldwide, sure. was it? I'm not entirely sure. I'm just like looking. Um, okay, that's uh, fine. Uh, it's at, fine. Uh, you've 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 screwed up again. Uh, no, we're, we're, worldwide is is four hundred and seventy six. Yeah. Oh, uh, so that's not that's, that great. Yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not sensational for a Marvel movie, but by, by by any lengths, yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, let's let's just go ahead and talk about the uh, elephant, or in this case, the giant bald head in the room. Uh. Just go get to Modoc. Well, we've got characters to cover first. Oh yeah, uh, let's say. Can we talk about Veb? We instead? got Veb, voiced by David Dasmalshian. Dasmalshian, uh, the guy who played uh, uh, what is it? The it's not Spot. Um, oh, uh, the guy who's like Penguin in the Batman movies. No, no, no. Um, in Suicide Squad, he's got like the oh, uh, Polka Dot Man. Yeah, Polka yeah. Dot Man. he was in uh, 
Dark Knight. Oh. I thought he was. Yeah. That creepy guy. I love him. David Dasmashi is great. He was and in he... Um, the first two Ant Man. He's like yeah, the, he, the guy he, who plays he's like in the Russian movies. Movie. He, he plays like a Russian guy in their squad with with Ti. Uh, yeah, I was disappointed. No Michael Pena. Yeah, Michael Pena uh, doing doing his summaries of of things is consistently the best part of these movies. I know. I was really disappointed he was. It is back. disappointing. At the very least, they could have done something with like Veb, where they gave him like an alien to voice. Um, we've got Quaz, uh, a a telekinetic uh, uh, psychic guy, uh, played no. by William Jackson Harper from The Good Place. Well, he basically was just being cheaty. Who was psychic? Yeah, he was being awkward, and his job was to well, not psychic, but was to uh, hurry the plot along by having him just be like, "Yes, he thinks that." All right, now move on to the next yeah, scene. We don't have time. Uh, I did now. Like, where's my chili? I did enjoy Veb, uh, the ooze guy who asks about holes a bunch. Uh, he's fun, you know. Yeah, I like okay. I like for, a good quirky for, alien doing. He's bit. for the kids. He's got one bit. He does it twice, and it's it's fun. Uh, I enjoy that. Um, and then there was Gentora, who was cool looking, but otherwise unappealing as a character. That's the big, like, barbarian woman who was, like, fighting with a spear throughout oh, the movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, mechanically, she was cool looking. She had a big spear and, like, a barbarian outfit, and she, like, cut stuff apart. Uh, she was but... part of, like, the paint by numbers set, which yes. I felt bad for, because, yeah. you know, that, that woman's, like, a great like she's like a martial artist in real life and stuff yeah and uh so kind of a bummer that i mean i've never seen her actually utilized for what she <laughs> should be really is like a badass in a thing but she was in um the mandalorian remember she's like yeah she was yeah uh, oh, yeah. yeah and it's sort of odd they threw her into the season three with like no connection to anything but um who was yeah. the um the big laser head robot? I don't know who voiced him, but thingy. I loved the big laser head robot. Do I don't even know remember. what his name was. No, I don't big know. Big laser head robot. I just I wrote down laser head in my notes twice. I just loved his design. I think that and his temperamental nature. I did enjoy him a lot, and I I like I don't know why. I'm it, gonna it was... assume it's the only other guy listed high on the credits, like Zolum X O L U M. It was he was Jamie Andrew Cutler. Uh, he was in. That is correct. Played Deathstroke in Arrow. Oh. He was a Hurricane Heist. Yeah. Uh, he's he does not have a lot of credits here. I just wanted to know more about him. He had a big laser head, <laughs> and he didn't make sense. In I mean, my, in my head canon, I don't remember her character's name, but the Katie O'Brien person, mm-hmm. their characters were in love. They, I thought that too. That's that felt like an undercurrent they didn't address, which I think is I, yeah. I think maybe we just created a much better story. Because if I could just, if I could get, like, a kiss scene between the Gentora barbarian and a laser head with a, like, glass face, mm-hmm. it just sounds funny to me, and I would like that. <laughs> Picture this. They go to embrace. They can't really kiss it's because, like you know, laser head. <laughs> yeah, laser face. Yeah, yeah. And I then, imagine that hurts a lot of intimacy. Yeah. As, as they do whatever a kiss would be mm-hmm. instead of actually kissing because they can't. Okay, I'm into this fanfic. Keep going. Yeah, thank you. Uh, he gets a little excited mm-hmm. and then accidentally lasers. Okay, that's awful. <laughs> and then oh, so you want to do like premature ejaculation? Some... <laughs> that's rough, Sarah. That's With rough. a laser head? But it's okay Brutal. because it's one of the bad people. I well, thought like, you were going to say... They were like, the freedom she, fighters. <laughs> she like licks around the inside. Wait, are you... Of, like, hold on. Her. 
Did you see Kang as the good guy? <laughs> no, they laser with the bad guys. I mean, I don't know. I think Kang guys. may have been the good guy. Oh, Whatever I see. the robot. He turns his head and lasers guys. a bad guy. Never. Yeah. Yeah, like behind her. Yeah, okay, I get it. I get it. And that then, sadly, is murdered. And then is murdered. So. And then he um, says, sorry, this is the first time that's ever happened to me. <laughs> and let's not of forget course. about another cameo appearance. Um... Uh, one in many movies that says, hey guys, I've got an idea. Let's waste Bill Murray. <laughs> this, I, I swear, there's a joke in uh, a pitch meeting where they talk about how like Disney just has a hat and they just pull actors out of them and then just yeah. pick a character in a movie. That whole scene in the film did not need to happen at all. And his character never comes back, serves no purpose because he doesn't help or hurt them. Yeah, he it, well, like that entire thing is just pointless. It was just like they're like, we got Bill Murray, put him in the movie. It, it, Do you think it was like a vanity placement as him because he just wanted to imply that he had sex with Michelle Pfeiffer at some point in life? <laughs> maybe, maybe I don't. It just feels like Bill Murray's agent called Disney and was like, he'll appear in something. We saw the Jeff Goldblum thing; he liked it, and they were like, cool, just the, put him the, in a fucking movie. Hence my reference to to uh, Thor Ragnarok. You know what I mean? Like, it's, he's like yeah. almost the same conceptual character. Like, it, it is strange. And then he just, he's erased from the movie in a scene that didn't really get us anywhere. Which no, the only thing that it accomplishes thing. is they get a ship, which they could have just stolen. You know what I mean? Like, if they had just gone to a, a spaceport and she's like, here, steal this ship, and then they left. Same thing. Because he doesn't explain who Kang is. He doesn't explain why he's a bad guy. He just explains that they were freedom fighters or terrorists and that they fucked. And then that's it. And it's like, okay, that really, like, why was that in there? Like, couldn't he have played anyone else? Couldn't he have been somebody in the Freedom Fighters? Wouldn't that have been funnier? And then he could have appeared later? Because, like, it was just weird that he never came back. Yeah. And so, therefore, served zero purpose. It, it, it was just sort of like a cameo for a cameo's sake, and I didn't particularly need it at all. Um, that leaves us with only one character outside the main villain to talk about which uh books mentioned moments ago which is uh modok oh wait you did skip one character Uh, oh randall Randall park appeared in the shortest cameo i've ever seen i assume he lives near where they were filming because if if they made him drive any distance to get there it's cruel uh what character was that uh, randall park was the agent woo uh, yeah, he was in the second, I think, or maybe I don't think he's oh, in the first one. Oh, he was just they're there, just like, like having the lunch table. together, and they smile. Oh, okay, and it was like, ugh, yeah, because of this poor guy. I remember you made a comment. Yeah, and... it was established that he that he um, that he he's like was monitoring Paul Rudd's character in the other movies, and then they established some kind of friendship over ma- like close up magic. And, yes. <laughs> and whatnot. Which comes uh, up in one of the other movies that he appears in one of them for... Yeah. Maybe, I've, it's really weird. I think he appears in, like, WandaVision. Uh, yeah, I think he's in there. Yeah, and he does close-up magic. And he, and he does close-up magic, yeah. It's just a bit for, for, for the fans to enjoy. It's a bit for no one, because... For no one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's a bit. But yeah, um, let's let's talk about... Modok. So, you know, it's weird. I don't know a lot about Modok comic-wise. I had to, like, double-check my knowledge because I thought he was, like, an alien. No. Um, but he's not. He he was he's, just, like... He's a, made by AIM. Yeah, he, he's, he's manufactured, like, through, like, wild, like, dangerous testing in a lab. Yeah. That makes him so, quote-unquote, smart that his head is so giant that they have to build, like, a special thing for him to sit in because his, his, his head is so big. Yeah. From, from knowledge. Yeah. 
AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics, are like a group of bad guys in the Marvel Universe, especially like in the older years. I don't know if they're quite as big now, but they basically like try to steal all the tech from superheroes and create like really big supervillains. And they create MODOK, which it really isn't an uh, anagram for a uh, machine organism designed only to kill. Yeah. Um, or for killing, I guess is what it is. But uh, yeah, in the comics, he, he's like a person is just like all these things have been done to him and it's it's like one of it's in its absurd design it's like a character that does not translate and this movie proves it does not translate yeah it's a super like mechanically it like on paper um uh it, it makes some sense because he is like a scientist um, and they even and he did them. get sent to the quantum realm so that was like okay I guess uh, and they and they do flash that one that one sequence uh, uh, in the in the movie where they show um, Darren is Darren right? Yeah, Darren. Yes, um, Darren. They show Darren like when they sabotage his suit in Ant Man One. Yeah, um, during he, the final he fight, he puts all those things on him to make him go subatomic. He does, and you do see him like his body like morphs, like his like his like arm shrinks first, and then like a leg goes in, like his body like condenses like awkwardly and, yeah, as and if he's jarringly being, like, sucked into like a as if he's hole. being as if he's like being pulled through like a a hole in like a plane and being like sucked out of a spaceship or something um so it does there is like and i don't even know if that was intentional for this but it does give them some validity to establish that he's like deformed in this way when he gets to the quantum realm um why kang would rescue him and like, there's there's a lot of questions to be asked about Kang and his plot. We'll get to that later. But yeah, it does seem odd that like he would find just like a head with a tiny body and then cure it, but not put the body back to the right size. I, I don't. I don't know that he could. You get to see his little butt at one that, point. Though. You do see his full ass, which is like. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. You might have uh, blocked it out. It's it's not pleasant. <laughs> it's a giant head with a little baby butt is not something you want to see. But it's so rough. And I see everyone everywhere talking about this movie makes one pit stop in their review to be like, this is bad and you should feel bad. <laughs> like, it just, it doesn't work. It doesn't work because he looks they so awkward. They could have made him look more realistic and it would have been even or more less, or horrifying like, he has like a cover over his face yeah but he has like the mask on that looks like the actual modok because like the modok face in the comics he has like a gigantic mouth it's like two-thirds of his head and it goes yeah, all yeah, the yeah. way across and that's what he has when the mask goes down he has like the big nose and like the big mouth and it looked cool and i was like oh this isn't too bad and then it went back and i was like why and they cannot get him out of that mask quick enough like, he only wears it twice, and each scene it's, like, 15 seconds. And I'm like, boy, what an odd choice. Because that would have been way easier to animate, which would have well, really I mean, helped the effects team. To be fair, Ben is looking at pictures of Modoc right now. His mouth is as large as yeah. the mask. <laughs> yeah, it is It is a gigantic mouth. Yeah, just, just joking. Um, but yeah. No, they could have just done the reveal I, once or twice. Yes. And, and then, yeah, and then yeah. had him wear it the rest of the time. The other problem with Modoc is uh, his like giant baby head because the guy, the actor, or I don't know if the actor actually is, but the character has like a shaved head or is bald, so that just makes like the baby head that much worse. You know what I mean? Because it's just like a big bald head. 
Uh, yeah. Instead of having like a Beatles bowl cut, he does have Modoc a bowl has, cut. Yeah, like, in the comics, like, he like has OG, like a real. OG Modoc has like a bowl cut. So he has a real uh, Dub and Dumber bowl cut. It's got it a, is, it's got a yeah. red widow's peak thing happening. Mm-hmm. So that does not help. And then the other problem is, is uh, he's just his character from Ant Man. So he's like a smarmy douche, but who's in like this little seat with little arms and legs and a giant head, and it does not work. Like, I think that's the other thing that makes it so bad is he's like smiling and stuff and like doing, and it's just like, no, why, why oh. who, who greenlit this? When yeah, you think about it, isn't it symbolic? He's a narcissist. True. <laughs> yeah, wow. but the f- Sarah, going again, deeper than anyone who worked on this movie. <laughs> the fun of Modoc is that he's like unhinged and they do a little bit of it but he's he his his enjoyable quality is that he is just like ready to destroy like he's like a uh what's like the, <laughs> the 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 villain from uh doctor who the uh oh like uh, the, oh, the dalek uh, or whatever i always Daleks? think of him like that where yeah. he's just constantly like just kill everything destroy destroy destroy, destroy. you know and like obviously you can't have him just kill everything he has to like have some dialogue if he's going to be a part of the plot even a little bit but yeah he's just like I'm just a floating guy with guns, and I, I'm a dick, and like, yeah, I, don't, I, mean, that I hate is myself. Also his like, let's say storyline, if I can stretch the t- the definition of a word as far as possible, of like her being like, "Don't be a dick," and then at the end, he's like, "I'm not a dick." I was like, "Come on, guys." Yeah, it's... I would say you're better than this, but I he saw was the last very movie. confusing. He was a giant asshole, um, or a yeah. dick. Huge prick the entire movie and the, fr- the entire movie. movie. But then he was very briefly helpful um, when yeah, Paul the very Rudd end went went to like what was that? Like he was going to steal the piece to get the is it oh, the engine the, shrink the core back down? Yeah, yeah. like you looking at it. Okay, um, he was kind of helpful then. And another movie that reminded me of Interstellar. I don't know if you're familiar with it. I'll be honest, my, I've never seen Interstellar. One of my favorite movies. Um, he reminded me of that. He's just like kind of like talking through like what he should do on this like weird plane to him and stuff. And I don't know, like why? I, I didn't understand. He didn't seem necessary because he didn't have anything to do. Um, you know, he was just like a minion of... of uh, Kang, who was doing all of, like the menacing villain stuff, he had all the monologuing and like the menacing plans and all that stuff. So he was just this like weird lackey drifting around. Modok is supposed to be also identifiable for his like extreme intelligence, like a brainiac like character from DC, who is supposed to be scary because he's like excessively violent and excessively smart. He frequently has an invention that's designed to like counter the hero he's fighting, or he's I think at one point he's taken over AIM, who builds him. Like, I mean, he's just yeah, sort of he eventually like... Yeah, he eventually becomes, like, the head of AIM for a period of time. So he's supposed to be, like, a like a unhinged version of all those smart characters to, like, Marvel and DC. And he's just, like, floating around being like, don't make fun of my legs. I'm not a dick. Like, he's just this, like... Yeah, kick, I mean, he's such like a puppy. Not, he's just, yeah. like, there for comedy relief, which yeah. does not work for a... It's a little bit of a shame. And that would have been fine again if he was if he was even remotely good to look at, but he was really ugly to look at too. So I had a hard time with him in every scene he was in, which is unfortunate because the actor who plays 
the guy who voices him, whatever, did a great job in the first movie, and I think it's clever to re- to reuse him. Um, but but the the actual usage of him is underwhelming, and and again hard to look at. <laughs> One might say impossible to look at. Yeah, it's just it like. I saw. I, I didn't follow. I yeah. You know, I'm, I'm kind of out of the loop anymore, uh, and I don't bother to read the reviews because I don't want to like pre prejudice myself too much when we go to watch these movies. I saw a clip, uh, like a screen, a thumbnail on YouTube of him, and I thought the person who made the video had made that as a joke, because it looks so dumb and so bad that I was like, oh, that must be the guy in the YouTube video. That must be his head, and he put it in Modoc's body to make fun of the special effects. Little did I know that was paid special effects. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Rough. It's, yeah, it was, okay, let's, now let's talk about uh, the main villain, uh, who is a villain in real life. Uh, yeah, super complicated situation to talk about, because... Yeah, it, I hope if you like this Kang, you should probably rewatch this movie because he's not coming back. Uh, well, at least it's not a Ezra Miller situation. Yeah, I guess so. he didn't kidnap anyone, but still not a great situation. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying it's not, oh, I hope it's not going to be an Ezra Miller situation where they bring him back. Oh, yeah, but, no. no. Uh, Marvel has already started to look to recast yeah. him. As Marvel soon as the have... allegations came out. For it to be an Ezra Miller situation with with uh, is it Majors Jonathan, Jonathan, Majors Jonathan Majors with Jonathan Majors they would have to fire like they would have had to fire Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly and everyone else and from uh, this yeah movie. Chris Hemsworth and, uh, and they would have to fire every Avenger and recast all of them and then just keep Jonathan Majors <laughs> that's 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 the James Gunn approach and then several situation. interviews be like I think they're turning it around. <laughs> Who the guy who's you? being charged with grooming a minor. I don't know if I care if he turns it around, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, so first off, it's Jonathan Majors is being cut out of this. You know, he's been uh, uh, credibly accused of a variety of assault charges. Yeah, I mean, like his um, agents dropped him. His all agents of his dropped endorsements him. dropped him. So it's not. A... It's, all, it's all still in the world of allegedly. But yes, I mean, guilty I think, or innocent until proven guilty. But I, I think we're all comfortable with 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 uh, dismissing Jonathan Majors from the Marvel Universe and future films. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously he was. Everyone was delighted by his Kang in Loki, um, in the finale. And Which I thought was better than his Kang here. I thought so too. I, he I has, feel like he does like sort of not menacing, goofy menacing. Yes. So he's kind of goofy and Kang. And this, his attempt to be menacing was just like, eh, not really scary. I liked though. him in this, but I did, I will, I, I liked him in both for sure. But I will, I will agree with you that Loki version had this sort of like Joker-esque, like I've, I'm detached from like, this mortal coil, so I just see this all as, like, cosmic mm-hmm. joke, you know? Like, I'm just fully removed from the world, so yeah. it's a goof to me. I was gonna say, yeah. Well, I was gonna make a joke, but I don't think it's a funny joke, actually, so. <laughs> thanks, thanks for don't get us canceled. yourself. And then don't get us canceled, Sarah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It'd be ironic with all the shit that Pokes and I say on these episodes yeah. if you got us canceled. <laughs> Sarah makes one small offhanded comment. No, nope, just five not years say worth it. of questionable podcasts. Hey, folks, we're on the front of Comic Book Resource. Check it out. <laughs> oh, that's oh, oh no, no. Um, 
but but his, yeah, his Kang is very like classic villainy. I'm gonna blow everything up. I'm gonna destroy everything because I'm smarter well, than everyone. This was also sort of the problem I had with Kang in, in this one is so in Loki he explains that like he's destroying all the other timelines, so that the version of him that did exist for a while, which in Loki they imply is dead, that the Kang the Conqueror is dead. He's killed off all the other Kangs. But if he lets the timeline split, eventually one of them will become Kang the Conqueror again. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is fine. So th- his plan in Loki makes sense. Yep. It's questionable because, I mean, they're alternate realities. So technically, like, you know, you could argue blowing them up doesn't actually do anything because, like, the people still exist in another reality or whatever. But his plan makes perfect sense. And you understand what he's doing and why he's doing it. They never really, like, his motivation in this is very confusing. He appears to be, like, destroying timelines to get rid of other versions of himself. But it's confusing why he wouldn't just kill just himself and not the whole timeline. They never explain that. They don't really explain, like, if he is actually a bad guy or if he's literally just killing himself over and over again. At which point, like, maybe he's not that bad of a guy. You know what I mean? Like, they never, there's no stakes or like you know like with thanos terrible plan that would not work at all but you understand his logic of why killing half of the universe would definitely solve the problem not taking into account that like people would still keep having kids oh Uh, well we know where you stand on that boy (laughs) oh yeah yeah, thanos was right oh Um, no but no it does it does it's like understand where who would you kill if you were could go back in time like everyone would kill hitler or something yeah yeah and that's um, sort of what he's saying is like their childish use of time travel becomes a real issue and then they end up destroying the universe but like it's confusing because in loki it sounds like the issue is that kang one of them becomes kang the conqueror and he kills all the rest of them so he'll be the only one of him he'll be the only kang the conqueror or whatever his name is, Jonathan Timely or whatever. Um, but yeah, what you're saying, it doesn't make sense because doesn't he have control over time and space and stuff like that? Yes. It's... And he's killing off these timelines, so it doesn't make sense that he cares about what would happen if he went back in time and killed himself as a baby. Like, what would happen to that timeline then? Yeah, it, it, they never really explain what how his plan makes sense. Like, like you said, yeah, like, why wouldn't you just keep traveling back in time to when the other versions of you were children and just kill them then and let the timeline continue? Ah, like, the old Terminator conundrum. <laughs> yeah, and that's sort of where it becomes very confusing. And because they never really explain it, at the end you're like, is he a bad guy? Other than the fact you're telling me he's a bad guy? Because he sort of keeps saying the only thing he's going to do when he gets out is stop the rest of him. And yeah, there's going to be, I guess, collateral damage, but they're alternate realities... So it's very confusing to be like, so is he doing something bad? Because all we got is you had a vision of him shooting some people, and I'm not sure who those people are. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, no, for sure. The, the, the movie, the, the movie does a lot the of images tell. she should have seen should have been of him killing the Avengers in alternate Ooh, timelines because he yeah. says he had done it before. But because you're just seeing him kill nebulous, undescribable people that we're supposed to assume are innocent, because so told, what? You know what I mean? Was he not killing off entire timelines? Yes, which is what the other version of himself was doing. I don't know. 
and that's yeah. bad but i guess like the question is though is like if you kill off a timeline are you really killing those people because there's a version of that like there's a timeline where all those people died anyways but there's one where they all lived anyways so like what what is like the it's very confusing to be the morals of like if he destroys a timeline where everybody's enslaved to a version of himself like is it you know i mean that's a question to be asked i guess but like they don't really I mean, explain yeah. what he's doing yeah i mean they like i get that they're like he's wiping out timelines it's like yeah okay I, that, that makes him a bad guy but he seems to be doing it for a specific reason and they never explain like i don't know it, it just seems like they were just like he's a bad guy because he's doing x but they never explain why x is necessarily worse than the alternative i mean it's like it seems like it's the lesser of two evils which is eventually all the kangs just destroy all of the universes and no one makes it out i i mean when, you, when we really talk about it like right next to loki it is frustrating because the loki exploration of this is really fascinating and interesting and again the kang is like delivered in a more sort of impish you know pucky kind of way um and when you think about it in this movie He's just like, I'm best Kang, other Kangs, bad Kangs, <laughs> I kill all Kangs. And then it's just, it's a little less interesting. So, um, was this Kang, since there are so many Kangs... They are now, yeah, because in Loki um, they killed the the central one. Okay, so they kill... It's been a Loki, while he's controlling since it, so it's Loki. just him. I wasn't sure if he's keeping, the one in yeah. Loki was this He's one. keeping all the branches... No pruned so it's just him okay. the one yeah the one in loki created the what is it the tvi the tva and, TVA. and when he's killed at the end of like loki uh he the, the the you you watch the branches all start forming and all you know the new kings have been sprouting up and um and and that's like the premise that we're in and then of course uh, no way home also touches on that like the branching yeah. they multiverse. also the other problem that was always with loki is like they're like oh he's stopping branching timelines it's like but didn't they already create branching timelines when they traveled back in time and did all that stuff and like captain america came back in age to an old man so shouldn't this timeline be pruned because isn't it not the right timeline now because there's two captain americas that exist i, I can't keep talking about timelines well i <laughs> yeah, mean it's... it also goes back to how do you look at time, time. Is really hard to write about right. <laughs> Well, you just classic community reference. You just had the scene where they were showing the time, like stuff with the branches. It looks circular because it's the classic question of what kind of time travel do you believe in? Is time circular? Yeah, and it'll always be the way that it's going to be. But if something different happens, it creates like a branch off of that. Right. It's it's linear, reciprocal, or or multiverse theories, <laughs> which which movies touch on. You know, Back to the Future has sort of a well, depending on the movie, because they fuck with like multiple versions. But basic Back to the Future says, "I went back in time and fucked with my parents meeting each other, so now I don't exist anymore." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I'm yeah, fading away. But, but, if I, but if I fix it, time travel. If I fix it, then everything I do now just sort of affects the future. In Terminator, it's like I go back and like the Terminator sent back, and Kyle Reese goes back with him to stop him, and by doing so, Kyle Reese sleeps with Sarah Connor and creates John Connor, which creates this, you know, it, it, which it, is who sends yeah Kyle we, Reese back. Yeah, the idea in Terminator is, which they changed later on in the movie. Sure, the idea is supposed to be that, that nothing's ever going to change. 
Mm-hmm. That everything just it's like, like Futurama, um, where Fry is his own grandfather. <laughs> yeah, yes. thank you. Yeah. Or if you've ever seen, uh, did you guys watch uh, Twelve Monkeys? Uh, At the end of that movie, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. is that like the paradox of time travel is it's already happened. Right. So yeah. If you travel By, back in time, you've already done it. Because, you've done like, the time thing. Is gone. Yeah. And then there's the multiverse theory, which is if you make a significant enough change, another universe branches and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, so those yes. are like the three ideas. And and it's it's uncertain. They're really only messing with the multiverse version here. Um, but well, this, this, see, the thing that's weird with the multiverse is sort of just, they just exist. It has nothing to do with time travel. The idea of like a multiverse is like every time you make a decision, there's another version of a universe where you made the opposite decision. Right. And they're infinite. So there's a universe where, like, anything you could think of, like, you know, you are an uh, Oscar-winning actor. There's a universe out there where that's true. Well, that's why I think, like, Which is the everything Marvel's, like, yeah. version of time travel and the timeline is, like, a perverted, like, com- like version of the, like, circular timeline yeah. and the branching timeline yeah. put together, which that kind of the visual showed. is exactly that yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's, the visual does not make any sense because if time is a circle it really couldn't branch you know what i mean like because <laughs> yeah. where is it branching to if it's just going in a circle wouldn't that branch mean? form its own circle <laughs> yeah and then like isn't it just rings i don't and, understand <laughs> and i feel like sarah really hits it is like i don't think they've thought about yeah what version of time travel they're using or what the multiverse means i think they were just like multiverse is a pretty cool idea right <laughs> yeah that it spider-man is... movie they made a, that cartoon made a lot of money let's let's it, do that it kind yeah. of felt like they had a grasp on it in loki you know yeah it seemed degree. like they were setting it up to be like here's how the multiverse works and, and now and... kang's like time is pointless and it's like fuck me man and, <laughs> and it's deeply confusing especially since we've covered um, Doctor Strange and the the multiverse of madness or whatever, which ex- which which had exactly two verses, multiverses, and no discussion which, which of time travel. Which appeared to have nothing to do with time. They were just a version of New York with more trees and like and, pizza balls. Yeah, and where <laughs> balls are made of or pizzas made of balls for some reason. But that right. that sounds delicious. It does sound delicious. It does like a like a bread ball, like a hush puppy just covered in cheese and. Um, something I want to talk about is in the finale, something I didn't grasp because it felt like it was a build up towards something significant, which is that they create the opening using Kang's, you know, um, fancy space technology. Um, they use Kang tech to open up Mm -hmm. a portal back to their home and, you know, uh, uh, Hank and, and Janet and Cassie all jump through and then Hope does too as well. Paul Rudd uh, uh, you know, Ant Man stays behind and starts fighting Kang to keep him from going through. And there isn't. I was kind of expecting. You know, there's always like a classic Ant Man cleverness that comes out at the end. He's got some. Yeah. Plan. He's pushing the villain towards a part of the room where he plans to do some, something. Something where there's like something interesting. He's got a device ready to like outwit the hero. He's got something. This sequence is Paul Rudd just gets his ass absolutely stomped. Until Hope comes out and keeps him, and then joins him. And then, to my surprise, they break the portal, seemingly irreparably. And I think, oh shit, are they now just trapped here again? Do they have to find another way home? Nope, they wrap this up. Again, (laughs) as a connoisseur of stories, the ending was terrible for me. I would have been happy with one of two scenarios. I would have been happy if 
Hope had come back through the portal and it was broken and they were just stuck there. Maybe later on, like somehow in another movie, they could be rescued after some time. But they go Not back after through the seconds. Yeah, they go back through the portal because of the daughter somehow like magically reopening it. Yeah, which then leads you to believe. Does but the, does that, that would have been work? okay for yeah, me if right? they had somehow implied that no, they weren't actually back where they're supposed to be. They were maybe in some oh, other branching yeah. timeline oh, or like in a something. Version. Everything that you said is more interesting. interesting. Yeah, everything. But they didn't like no. convey that. Like a third option. If they if they do that and say, oh, they weren't actually back where they're supposed to be at all in another movie, I'm gonna so pissed. They should have like. Well, if they do, we're gonna sue them because yeah. you just put that idea. Out. I did. I mean, we br- know we know Marvel listens to this a, podcast. A, a branch to your first idea is that we saw. Hope comes back through, which is a bold move because, you know, we're not sure what's happening. They can't, like, see through the portal and see something happening. They just know that that, um, that uh, Ant-Man didn't come through. And what about what about a scenario in which a Hope comes back and fights off, you know, uh, Kang long enough for Ant-Man to get through, to get back to Cassie, and then she blows up the, 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 the core and stays there? Because you got a couple things going on here. Character sacrifice, which everyone loves in these movies, right? Um, sacrificing him to get home to his his daughter, which obviously matters to him. The movie establishes the whole thing. Second, it would leave um, it would leave his character now stuck, being uh, uh, Scott Lang, being uh, a Van, uh, Hope Van Dyne's character, essentially having to take over this you know company that's doing charitable work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like growing up and actually like you know facing like the, this new world and actually getting back involved with it, which is the theme the whole movie's pushing, is that he's done this world saving shit and now he's just like getting like no, he's saved free coffers. He's good. His daughter's not going to bother him for <laughs> right. years. It would be great to see like him pushed into character development because of this sacrifice, and it wouldn't give weight to that moment and not just that somehow. Cassie, who's 14, presses a button and replicates Kang technology hey, and creates a portal. She's 14 going on 25. Yeah, yeah, she's she's 14 to 26. We're not really sure where. It's a sliding scale. Anyway, it is, any ideas? It is interesting. I really like the, the idea of, like... He's there, like doing the birthday party, and one of them says something, and he realizes that yeah, he's in the wrong place. Like, like, wrong, that's, like, like they say that's about, what I like, was yeah. expecting the entire end of the movie. Like when he's dead. When did he die? Yeah, no, that, yeah. that would be really incredible. At the very end, when he like has that internal monologue, like just like in the beginning, yeah. I was expecting something to happen for him to realize he was in a bogus like universe that wasn't nope. his. They just or something. They just. They just. Had a like you're you're fine, come on home button, and they came on home. I I could not believe like when, first of all, I was confused why the, uh, power cell didn't explode like it did when Hope did the or when Janet did the exact same thing to it and it like exploded into a gigantic bomb. I expected nothing this time. Well, I thought maybe that was because Paul Rudd. Scott Lang threw in like a couple reds and a couple and a couple of blues, so it was just making it unstable. (laughs) I I don't know what that means. Well, it. when you know, they down. equaled out. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. when it like, shut down, I was like, oh, I guess they're going to be stuck down here and that'll be like the next movie. Yeah. Or something. Something. And then... Anything but I mean, it's, what it's happened. So, yeah. It is so quick. Like, they're just standing there like, yeah, I love you. And she's like, I love you too. And then they like look out over the thing. And then a portal opens behind them. I was like, this is the fucking... 
cheapest ending to a, a story I've ever seen in my life. Like, I'm Honestly, sacrificing to come back to save you. Whoops, never mind. It had no consequences. Like, they didn't even give you, like, two minutes to have there be consequences. It was just like, nope, done. If they had... You know how there's always the two, like, after sequences? For oh, the yes, first one, so if they had done some sort of nod yeah. there to the fact that maybe they weren't back where they were supposed to be, I would have been happy with that, even. Just, like, the tiniest little, like, thing to be like, oh, like, they didn't go back to, like, their universe or whatever. They're in this other place. But they didn't. And I'm very disappointed. Yeah. I'm very disappointed. I, I think that. that I didn't even think of that to be honest, but that is like a brilliant idea for an ending. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, Hire just... me, Marvel. <laughs> we keep saying it, guys. Um So yeah, the ending and then we get like the the post credit post credit scenes, which Okay. Were, Big uh, problems here. Big problems. Right, so here. the first one is like the Council of Kangs. Super rough, dude. So fucking rough. what's going okay. on there? I appreciate that they had, like, Rama Tut, the version of Kang, which goes back in time. It, like, from one of his, maybe his first appearance, but one of his really early appearances in Fantastic Four. He has traveled back in time and has become, like, a pharaoh and has taken over ancient Egypt. And the Fantastic Four goes back in time and stops him. And then they eventually, like, retcon that, like, that's where Apocalypse got his technology from. Is he finds, he's, like, alive in ancient Egypt and he finds Kang's future tech. And learns how to use it, which they may have retconned that again. Um, but, like, so I appreciated, like, the idea that they put in, like, a couple of different versions of Kang. But the Council of Kangs felt like uh, a scene from Fury Road. Because, like, they're, like, unhinged when they walk into this room. There's, like, guys, like, grabbing each other and just, like, shaking them. Like, they're, like, a hockey match or something. It was so weird. It was so weird. And all you think three they'd ver- be less friendly with each other too all three versions are like someone cosplaying jonathan majors at a convention like everyone's doing like a bit and and like a slightly different accent and they're all bad the the cgi world feels really rushed their outfits seem really rushed the whole thing really soured me you know what it's super bad i'm not that mad at it because you know when they go to recast jonathan majors (laughs) it'll be real easy yeah the thing I also, this is something just real quick, unrelated. When he said uh, that he had been, like, tricked and his ship had been, like, uh, sabotaged, and they were, she was like, by who? And he said, oh, they did it or whatever. I really thought that that was, like, this was going to be the movie that, because, again, I don't follow, like, what they kind of hint at. I thought this was going to be, like, them setting up the Fantastic Four. And that, like, they he came from a timeline where the Fantastic Four existed, and they had sabotaged his ship so that he would get stuck in the quantum realm to stop Kang. And I was like, oh, that's... And then it was just like the Council of Kangs. I was like, oh, I don't give a shit now. Like, this is way worse, yeah. again, than the version we made up in our heads. It, it, it was significant. It really soured me. Like, all three costumes looked really, really the really goofball. And and he was doing, like, three different, like, weird accents. And the, I just, the weird, I do like, it. raspy voice was... I, could, I couldn't do it. It, it really it really. Oh, are you me. talking and about Voldekang? Voldekang, yeah. 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 What also was the... Um, I don't even remember what the last. What was the second post credit scene? It was. It was. A, it was a Loki pitch in which they oh, were. Ba- they yeah. were back in time for like a old timey inventor Kang, who was like revealing some time machine, and they were all like scared of him, even though he looked totally goofball in that scene too. 
Like, yeah, I, I don't know what's going he's on. He's wearing an upsetting hairpiece in that scene. <laughs> it, 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 I, I really can't figure out what the hell they're doing. In oh, those, oh, you mean pres- the Prestige King? The Prestige King. Yeah, Prestige yeah. King. Exactly. That's almost <laughs> what I thought when he was like, time. And I was like, oh, is this like a really bad version of the Prestige? <laughs> it, it is. It is. Which, great movie. See that movie instead. Um... So yeah, I think that was all of my bizarre notes. Yeah, so where where do you put this movie? Like I like I said, I went in kind of low expectations because of the bad reviews, and I didn't like I didn't get mad. I didn't try to like scrub through giant parts of this movie to get to the end. You know, I didn't hate it. Um, it's not good though, and it's it, it's frequently bad to look at. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would say that like in the scheme of sort of phase four phase five stuff i would say that like it's definitely not the worst like i i would watch this again before i would ever watch thor love and thunder like, yeah I, I and i would yeah. never like I, i'll never rewatch thor love and thunder because it was terrible i'll never rewatch uh dr strange because it was terrible dr strange yeah. watch so the spider let down by both of those movies. yeah, yeah sure. such sure. such what could have been amazing stories such letdowns. i think yeah. I, while those movies did have their moments this movie i think was more like I, 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 like Sarah watched it twice and didn't hate it. So I think it, it, it does. I think I would agree with you. I think it climbs above the pile uh, of those two things. But I certainly would not say like you should watch it. No. Yeah, you know I mean, unless you're like really into like yeah, if you podcast where you have to watch I mean, if if you're on a quest to watch every movie that Paul Rudd's in, <laughs> watch it. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. You have to. It's not I even mean, an option. Yeah. I mean, maybe you allow yourself, like, oh, you get, like, two or three skips, like. Yeah, yeah. You, you scrub, you scrub through, as soon as you see Bill Murray show up, scrub through it, because it's not even worth it, because he's not even doing a good Bill Murray, which is weird, because he is Bill Murray. Uh, he feels like he didn't even care. Clueless, like put... must watch. Sausage <laughs> party, maybe skip. <laughs> Definitely skip Sausage Party, <laughs> but definitely watch Clueless. Uh, so I guess, are we all saying not worth watching, or? I think it's, yeah, I mean, like. Uh, don't go out of your way to watch it. I'll tell you what, like, there have been Marvel movies that I went out and, like, had, like, un-Marvel people watch. Like, my parents, one year we went and watched Guardians of the Galaxy 1, when, like, went home for Christmas, and they loved it. So I think that's a good contained movie that has a lot of good qualities to it. This is not one of those movies. If if you brought someone outside of the Marvel version of this, not only would they not know what the fuck is going on, but it would just be a visual attack on their eyes for like two hours. So then, yeah, definitely not. Um, but if you're a Marvel Marvel super nerd, then you've probably already seen it. So what's yeah? That? I was gonna say it's not even worth saying that. But yeah, I I just don't think I think we described the plot well enough to so that you know the big bad guy uh is going to be the Kang Dynasty which is coming that's you know the big new Avengers movie so there you go you don't have to watch this movie because Done. they really don't explain fuck all about what's going on like i don't think i'm going to be watching that Kang Dynasty and be like oh now quantum verse makes sense i'm going to be like shit they should have just called sarah <laughs> my my opinion is if you're visiting an octogenarian relative and <laughs> It's on, like, the cable TV that they still subscribe to. <laughs> Watch it. Watch this instead of Fox News. Wow. What a... What, they should put that on the poster. Watch this instead of Fox News. <laughs> a greater plug. Uh, a movie I, not get. I can't argue against that point. Yeah, but by that same logic, I'd say watch Thor Love and Thunder instead of... There's 
I think almost nothing I would say watch Fox News over. Maybe well, that was too polarizing, but you know. Oh yeah, I'm, you I'm get sure the spirit. People, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this podcast are super into Fox News. Well, I'm not saying polarizing for the listeners, but maybe I should have picked something a little less hated, like Garfield. I don't know. Wow. I would I would watch Ant Man over Garfield. Uh, really, uh, did you watch Garfield recently? It's, <laughs> it's, it's still it's too fresh, fresh of a wound. It's my go-to. What movie would I never ever want to watch? That it's a good go-to for that. It's the only time it should be a go-to. Well, I guess that's going to wrap up uh, this slightly longer than normal episode of Not Another Word Story. Great to have Sarah on. Oh, yeah. Um, I And honestly, Marvel, if you were listening, you should hire, because she came up with like four better ideas than you did off the top of her head while we're, while we're sitting here. The wrong timeline Ant-Man is a genius idea they should have used. But they blew it. So, thank you for coming, Sarah. Absolutely thank you for coming. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had necessary color and and, uh, and references. Uh, and uh, as soon as we're done here, we're going to go head up and watch the, the Garfield movie. <laughs> wow. I, lo- I love Bill Murray in it. <laughs> that much, though? <laughs>